Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash bookshow. Then go over to morbidlybeautiful.com as we are now part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcasting Network. It has been established that persons who have recently died have been returning to life and committing acts of murder. Have you checked the children? children. I want to play a game. The box. You opened it. We came. This is the All America Welcome to the latest edition of the All-American Spook Show Podcast. I'm Josh. I'm joined here with Donnie hey. and Professor Smoke. Up. And as per usual, Will is back on assignment. He, he kind of pops his head up like, you know, one of those whack-a-mole uh, games at the arcade. <laughs> and, then he, and then he realizes, like, oh, shit, I'm here, and then just has to go back down in the hole again. But, um, yeah, he's, he's not with us, so we'll, we'll get his – he actually did leave a few notes – uh, for this, so we'll get to that later on for like the kill count and stuff like that. But we are here to talk about the latest release on the horror calendar, one of the big releases of the year. You know, we'll get to our thoughts on it here in a little while, but you can't dispute this is one of the big ones of the year, right? One of the more anticipated movies of the year, yeah. And that's Halloween Ends. Uh, this is wrapping up this current trilogy, which <laughs> you know, if you try to go down the rabbit hole of the Halloween franchise timelines, it's like it's like that drawing in Back to the Future where, you know, in Back to the Future 2, Marty, you go down here and there's this little split-off thing. You know, it's basically kind of what <laughs> yeah. you got going on here because this current trilogy that just wraps up with this uh, was from uh, started in 2018, but this only pretends, basically, that the first movie from 1978 is the only one that happened. Halloween <laughs> 2 and everything after that didn't happen. So it's a splinter off of that. And away mm-hmm. we go. And this wraps up this trilogy based on the first one, if, if that makes any sense. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and get into it here in just a second. But uh, I guess uh, before we get deep into it, I'll throw out some of the usual information. You can contact us at allamericanspookshow at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at AA Spook Show. Of course, we're over on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Slasher app. should be able to find all of those down in the Linktree link, down in the show notes. All, you know, Also by searching for All American Spook Show. should be pretty easy to find. And of course, we want we want to guide you over to two really big things. And the first one is our YouTube channel, which once again down in the down in the show notes, you should see that where we've been really ratcheting up our our content over there here lately. We've uh, added, we've moved Spook Show Rewind over there, so that gives Donnie a chance to go back in the archives and watch some of those first uh, movies that we watched, you know, way back when at the beginning of the podcast when he wasn't on the show, and it gives Smoke, of course, a chance to do the gore score because we didn't do that back then either. Um, we have our uh, new, newer, newish, how about that, series, Grindhouse Gutter, where uh, the professor will take a, you know, just pick something at random that kind of falls in that Grindhouse B-movie type of uh, uh, um, movie that you would have watched in the Grindhouses and drive-ins and everything. And we talk about those. So that's always a good time. And, and we're going to be introducing a new one very soon. Um, maybe this week, as soon as this week, we've got it in the can, but there's still some, uh, post that needs to be done. But the next series that we're going to be offering over on YouTube is hammer horror in order. You have to kind of split it up there. Cause otherwise it sounds like something else, but basically the, <laughs> the explanation is in the title. Like we're basically going to be going to the beginning of hammer, not the beginning of hammer films, but when they did their first horror movie and we're going to be talking about horror, the horror movies that they did over the years from 1955 to say 1979, uh, and even possibly the TV series and, and the, the revival back in 2008 ish, somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, and we're starting with the first movie, the Quatermass experiment, AKA the creeping unknown from 1955. So you want to keep an eye out over on our YouTube channel for that. Like I said, if, if it doesn't come out this week, Definitely by next week. We're going to have a 
new rotation of stuff over on YouTube. And of course, we also encourage you to go over to patreon.com slash AA Spook Show for Craps for Peace Theater. That's the main event over there. We also released the episodes or of the podcast early over there. A number of other things. Library of the Professor every month. Uh, we're probably going to be introducing a new thing or two there eventually as well. So Professor's Retro Review articles are over there. So lots of cool stuff. If you become a member of the Spook Show at patreon.com slash Show. Um, so yeah, that, there's all the preamble out of the way. So I'll go ahead and toss to the trailer for Halloween Ends. It's been four years since Michael Myers vanished without a trace. feels different. He's more dangerous. Alright, so there you go. That's the trailer for that. So, you know, sometimes we go through and say, hey, have you seen this movie before? Like, around this time? But we can't do that for this one. This <laughs> this this movie literally just came out this past Friday. Uh, it was released... A month ago on the Broken Stick. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is the first time you, you've got a, a, a pre-copy to watch in advance, an advanced screener. Um, but it just came out... Uh, this past Friday, October 14th, in theaters and on Peacock simultaneously. Technically, I think it came out like Thursday night. There were, you know, probably like, you know, sneak preview type screenings on October 13th. And I know I think they released it on Peacock at like 8 p.m., starting 8 p.m. that night, too. So you may have watched it this past Thursday night. But otherwise, yeah, that's how it's available. So if you can get your hands on Peacock or go out to the theaters... We encourage you to at least check it out and form your own opinions. And that's probably a good time to mention also, we are a spoiler-filled podcast. Oh, and, yeah. that's, and that's probably especially important here with a movie that not everyone has probably seen yet. So fair yeah. warning, from this yeah. point forward, we are going to spoil this movie. So if you have not watched Halloween Ends, we encourage you to pause this, go watch it, go over to Peacock, go to the theater, what, however you got to get it. Watch it and then come back and listen to the rest of this because... Uh, this is going to be an interesting ride here. Once we, <laughs> once yeah. we get down to what our thoughts yeah. are on it, um, yeah. if you if you didn't want to know that Michael, you know Myers is Jamie Lee Curtis's father, they're going to take over the galaxy <laughs> together. That's what he would do. Then you probably not watch any further. Than this. Yeah. Hey, watch it, watch it. I mean, we said we're we said we're spoiler filled, <laughs> but we can't we can't get crazy. I actually found you know for a newer movie, this is uh, you know something you don't always see. I actually found an alternate title for this, and it was the working title when they were shooting it. It was called Cave Dweller. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that was just to completely throw people off the scent. I don't know. Maybe, you know, it's not unusual for them to come up with some silly name as a working title, even though it has nothing to do with them in the movie whatsoever. But, uh, yeah, Cave Except Dweller. I up having this one guy following him around going, damn, I knew they were going to shoot Cave Dweller. I didn't know it was going to be now, though. Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess now that you think about it, now that we've seen it, 
Uh, it does. It doesn't make entirely, and you know, it's not entirely crazy, right? Because Michael, where Michael was, right? So yeah. I, I guess yeah. maybe okay, we can <laughs> go with that. It was produced by Miramax, Blumhouse Productions, Trancas International Films, and Rough House Pictures, and it was distributed by Universal Pictures. Rated R, total runtime of one hour and fifty one minutes. On IMDb, it's listed as a horror slash thriller. This is also the thirteenth Halloween film, and you know if you add them all up, the uh, yeah. the, the random Halloween three that has nothing to do with any of the rest of it, the the two Rob Zombie Halloween movies, and now this new trilogy. You add them all up, this is the thirteenth Halloween movie. So, Smoke, what do you think? You think we're going to see any more of these? Well, I think. Well, here's before I say that, I think one other kind of random sort of <laughs> correlation here is that Halloween hit its thirteenth movie mark before Friday the Thirteenth, because yeah. you know back in the back in <laughs> the eighties, I think. Yeah. yeah, they were. There was talk of like Friday the Thirteenth. Well, we'll make them until we hit the number thirteen. That'll be it. There, there was even some like rumors of that type of talk going around back in the eighties. Uh, now I don't know. Now that the uh, legal disputes are coming, hopefully to an end or whatever, maybe we'll see a thirteenth Friday the Thirteenth. But I think it's funny that Halloween beat them to that. <laughs> beat yeah, them to it's that. Funny uh, to, it's funny. To, obviously, if if there hadn't been all the legal bullshit with you know the yeah. Friday Thirteenth franchise, it would have you know done it a long time ago. <clears throat> the last one that came out was 2009 and I was just looking at what the timing was of that with this Rob Zombie's you know remember he made two his first one was in 2007 mm-hmm. but his second one was 2009 so it came out that means they hit what number 10 in yeah, 2009 um, into the same year as Friday the 13th hit number 12 well damn yeah <laughs> so obviously like I said you know fast forward how many ever years it's been, you know, yeah, we would have seen a lot more if they hadn't been for all that stuff. But yeah, we were dead in the middle of the Rob Zombie Halloween verse <laughs> when the last Friday the 13th came out. But yeah, as you were saying too, though, getting back to that, it was, uh, I, I, I personally don't think that we're, we're, we've seen the end of Michael Myers or the end of the franchise. We, I think we've seen, we've come to the end of Jamie Lee Curtis's role in the franchise, according to herself. But I feel certainly this is a, I mean, let's be honest, this is a moneymaker and it always has been and probably always will be until it does stop making money. And now whatever the box office happens to be on this one, it's still going to make its money back regardless of what anybody has to say about it. Whatever, when all said and done, what we have to say about it, it's still probably going to make its money back. And at some point in the near future, we'll see another reboot, uh, I feel sure. And you know, the the funny thing is about that is um, say what you will about these movies, Freddy, Jason, whatever. All they have to do is like if they make an especially shitty one, or one that really mm-hmm. people just really like, man, screw this, right? All they have to do is just put. All they have to do is just put it on the shelf for a while. Just wait. Yeah, reboot it. Yeah, just wait. <laughs> just wait three, four, five, six, seven years, whatever, whatever time frame, and then bring it back, and then everybody will be slobbering for it again. That's just the way these things work. Yep. But we'll get more I mean, to our, our thoughts on this film here in a little bit, and you know, to see what we think about that, and whether whether there not only will there be. But should there be? We'll, we'll, we'll get there. But yeah, like Smoke said, as far as this little trilogy is concerned and the run of Jamie Lee Curtis, and for that matter, Nick Castle as the shape, this is it. Like they've both said that, like they're done. So whatever comes next, you know, and that's not, that's really, honestly, that's not spoilers. You know, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll talk about that. But uh, whatever happens next, hey, it, one of all of them. Speaking of Nick Castle, I, I wouldn't mind seeing this last Starfighter reboot. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, be awesome. You're right. There probably would be a lot. You know, I, I don't know if I'd say more on board f- for that than Halloween, but there would be a lot of people on board for that for sure. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, this was done for a budget of thirty million dollars, and it was filmed January nineteenth through March 9th of this year, twenty twenty two, in uh, in Savannah, Georgia, in the surrounding area. Which originally they were supposed to film this back to back when they did Halloween Kills. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess yeah. apparently somewhere along the line, they changed their mind and said, I guess that, that was too much, especially with COVID and everything going on at the time. Maybe that's what did it. But they ended up, you know, post- postponing it until this time period to do it. Uh, it was produced and directed by David Gordon Green, who, uh, you know, has done this entire trilogy. Also, he, he's honestly, he's more of a comedy guy. Now, I know he's kind of taking a turn. It's it's funny, like him and uh, uh, Jordan Peele basically right at the same time period here, they're both taking that turn from comedy to horror uh, mm-hmm. because uh, David Gordon Green did Pineapple Express, uh, that HBO series Eastbound and Down. Uh, apparently uh, after this, now that this is done, he's going to be uh, uh, involved in the Exorcist 
reboot, remake, whatever that's going to be. It's supposed to come out in 2023 next year. And then also there's supposed, supposed to be a Hellraiser series that has been announced mm-hmm. that he's going to be involved in as well. I'm not sure if that's next year, the year after, or whatever, but that has been a thing that's supposed to happen. I don't know if that's going to have anything to do with that recently released Hulu movie or not, but um, regardless, so you know he's he's got his he's got his fingers in the pie now of, of, of big horror franchises. It was written by David Gordon Green, Danny McBride, you know from Eastbound and Down and a lot of other comedy stuff. Um, Chris Bernier and Paul Brad Logan. Uh, I, I felt this was interesting because you know instead of taking a deep dive in what each one of those guys did for this movie. They cited their influences. Now, Smoke, I want to see what you think about this. For this movie, mm-hmm. they cited their influences as Christine, Butcher Baker, Nightmare Maker, and My Bodyguard. Oh, well, it's inter- you said Christine. I don't know that I saw a whole a lot of correlation, but there was one scene in particular, and I can't remember. It, it was somebody in a car. The lights came on, yeah. and there was a stab of music, like, they reminded me of, like, Christine the, uh, for a second. It was in the junkyard. Yeah, yeah is that the junkyard? Okay, I yeah. couldn't remember exactly what scene it fell in. Just, I just remember thinking automatically in my head, like, subconsciously even, before I put it together, I'm like, oh, Christine. <laughs> I'm sure this is something we'll get deeper into once we start talking about the movie, but think about the story arc of this guy, this main guy, Corey, in the movie. And he's wearing the leather jacket. He starts acting differently. It's it really is a lot like Christine when you think about it. When you hear that, just the way his arc is from where, how he started out to the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How can you talk about any Halloween movie, and obviously this one included, without talking about John Carpenter? The soundtrack for this one was made by John Carpenter, his son Cody Carpenter, and Daniel Davies. Um, any any thoughts on the soundtrack of this one? Oh, I think it it does. What any good soundtrack does, it it enhances the scenes that it's in, but also the fact that it's John Carpenter and his son is cool. And I, I I haven't seen them in concert. I know they've been touring at various times together, playing various synthesizer music, whether it be soundtrack music or their own creations, non movie related or whatever. So I, I, hopefully I'll get to see that. But uh, yeah, John Carpenter has always been one of my favorite composers when it comes to this type of synthesizer school, like Goblin or Fabio Frizzi, etc. It stars Jamie Lee Curtis coming back one last time, supposedly. But I, I think I kind of believe her this time around, for sure. But she reprises <laughs> the role as Laurie Strode. Uh, she would best be known for, uh, obviously, this trilogy, but the original Halloween, uh, The Fog, another John Carpenter classic, Prom Night, Terror Train. I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, we could sit here for 30 minutes just on Jamie Lee Curtis and specifically just her imprint on uh, being a true... Horror scream queen legend, uh, and and everything that she's done in the horror genre and, and other movies, what you know, non horror movies, <clears throat> non horror movies, but <clears throat> her her fingerprints are large, loom large over the last uh, what forty forty five years of uh, horror cinema, right? Horror. Yeah, I think well, well, I I see, I foresee a spotlight in our future at some point with yeah. her. In it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We we definitely should do that because we haven't done any. Uh, you know, we've only done what, a few Spook Show Spotlight episodes on a particular person, but we haven't focused in on any, like, Scream Queens or anything like that yet. So that, she mm-hmm. would be a good place to start if we're going to do that. Yeah, she, yeah, I think so. I think you could almost say, I mean, if you're not talking about, you know, if we're talking about 70s, 80s, you go back to the, before that, there was no such, there was no talk of Scream Queens, even though yeah. there were a lot of actresses in the 30s and 40s that reprised a lot of horror roles with that throughout Universal Catalog or MGM or whatever. But uh, when we're talking about Scream Queens, we're usually talking about 80s and going back retroactively to the 70s where they would have started. And she, well, she's the first one I can really think of. I mean, when you think, of, you know, Halloween, 1978. Yeah. So, and then Terror Train, <clears throat> Prom Night. Yeah, and you and know, they all yeah, came plus, out around the same time, but right? Right. Like that, what, first five years? Yeah, that first five years or so of her career was like, bam, Halloween, The Fog, <laughs> Prom Night, Terror yeah. Train. Like it was one after another for a while. And then she kind of went away from horror. A little bit for a while yep. there because she just didn't want to be, you know, that person. Yeah, yeah, but, but yeah, I, I, I'm I'm thankful that she did embrace it to a level that she has though now. You know, I think now she can appreciate it for what it is. I'm sure she wanted to break away from that and do different stuff back in the '80s, but at least now she, I think she can see it for what it is and appreciate her place in horror history. So that's cool. It also stars Andy Matichak as Allison. Uh, once again, mostly you probably know her from this trilogy and she was also, uh, in a movie called assimilate. And then most, most recently, I think just last year, I believe it was, she was in sun, uh, James Jude Courtney as the shape. Um, <clears throat> he's been in a handful of other things, even like stunts, stunt stuff, 
But um, this would really be the one thing that he's probably going to be known for on the horror convention circuit for the rest of his life, right? Um, <laughs> Rohan Campbell is Corey. I think he was in like a, or going to be in a Hardy Boys series or something. I'm not sure exactly where that airs or Netflix, something like that, whatever. But that's about it. That's about all you can pull for him. He hasn't done a whole lot yet. Uh, Will Patton, the complete direct opposite uh, as Frank. He was, of course, in this trilogy, but he was also in Armageddon, you know, back in the 90s, that Bruce Willis flick, uh, Ben Affleck. Uh, he was in the Mothman Prophecies. Uh, just a, a, in the last couple of years, he was in the Forever Purge. So he's he's definitely one of those well-known character actors from a lot of TV, like every TV show of the last 40 years. This dude's probably had like some, some small role in them, uh, tons of movies. Like, you know, the dude has a ton of credits on IMDb. Um, this was an interesting one. Diana Prince as the radio receptionist at the, at the, uh, the, the radio station in the movie, she would better be known as Darcy, the male girl from the last drive in with Joe Bob Briggs. So that was kind of a cool, little, cool. cool little pull, right? Yeah. That was totally unexpected for me. Cause like going into this movie, I didn't want, you know, I, I typically don't like to know a whole lot about these movies. I don't even watch the trailers sometimes beyond maybe like, I didn't see the second trailer to this movie until I was making a trailer for the podcast. For it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm glad I didn't because there were some things in there. I'm like, damn, they gave this away. They gave that away. So yeah, I, I did. I'm the same way. I didn't, I did not watch. Yeah. I think I saw the very first stuff and then that was like, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Like, I'm not watching. I now. think I was, I was at a movie in the theater when I saw the first trailer drop, but luckily I guess the, the movies I went to, I don't remember seeing that second trailer you know, playing before any of the movies or I was late getting there and we didn't see the trailers, but yeah, whatever I, the case, I, I I steer clear from uh, trailers, especially to big releases like this. Like yeah. I want to go in cold. Uh, like okay. I, I'll remember, uh, you know, it, well, like I remembered Halloween kills and, you know, just left it there, but I did not want to see any sort of teasers or trailers or anything for Halloween. Yeah, I, I always try to do that, but sometimes it can't be helped. Sometimes, like, yeah, you, you yeah. Get, sometimes you see things you don't want to see on, on online yeah, or, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, or you go to the movie theater, you go to the movie theater, and then it just so happens that, like, they're going to throw those big trailers at you, and then you're like, shit, I don't want to watch this, but here we are, you know. But now, I will say this I did, um, uh, the only thing that I did see that I, um, as far as content, uh, that I did see was, uh, Bloody Disgusting, uh, uh, put out an article that had a, uh, uh, well, Halloween ends, a uh, eight bit video game that you could play online. Yeah. And I think I sent it to you guys in, yeah, the, in, yeah. in our group chat. Yeah. Was, that was the only thing I did. I mean, it's a simple, goofy little game, like yeah. temple run type of thing, but it was, yeah. it was, it was pretty fun, you know, for a little time killer kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, also Nick Castle. Um, I'm not sure if he was ever Michael Myers or the shape in this movie at any point. I'm not sure of that maybe like when, you know, mm-hmm. later on when you took the mask off, it's possible. I never saw any ins and outs of that, but he did have a role in the, uh, he was the guy that ran up in the, uh, uh, the, there was a Halloween party going on. The flasher. The flasher. Yeah. When he opened up yeah. his coat, that was <laughs> Nick Castle. So that was a, was awesome. that was a pretty funny little cameo, but, um, yeah, he was the original shape from Halloween 1978. And also he actually directed the last Starfighter, which we, you know, we're talking about earlier. So. Um, and a handful of other things, you know, some I'm sure he would probably like to forget, but, uh, yeah, Nick Castle's truly one of the, uh, icons of horror for sure. What is it? Hey, why it's buttercup, popcorn, add some butter to hot popcorn, mix it up, wrap it up, buttercup is born. It's delicious. So nutritious. It's a taste delight. It's so munchy. Crisp and crunchy. You'll enjoy each bite. Eat butter crunched buttercup, popcorn at its best. Served in a king-size cup. It beats all the rest. For you, the listeners of the All-American Spook Show podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. So, I flipped on over to Audible and I just typed in Halloween Ends to see what would pop up. And sure enough, right out the top, Halloween Ends, the official movie novelization by Paul Brad Logan. Narrated by Linda Jones, and that one is uh, almost nine hours long. So if this movie being almost two hours long isn't long enough for you, go <laughs> listen to the novelization. It's almost nine hours long. Uh, we've also got The End of Summer, 13 Tales of Halloween by Jay Tonzelli, and that one's uh, a little over eight hours long. And then, uh, let's see, anything else interesting? No. 
Now we've got Halloween, the official movie, movie novelization. You know, that's the 2018 Halloween by John Passarelli. That one's just over nine hours long. So yeah, that, those, those movie novelizations sometimes can be pretty cool. Um, because obviously, you know, it being that long, they go a little bit deeper into certain aspects and they also can help kind of explain certain things about a movie that maybe you didn't catch, or maybe they add more layers to it because it is a book, you know? So sometimes it's not, it can be deeper than just here's the movie read to you, you know, it's deeper than that. So those are always kind of cool. So if any of that floats your boat, go over to audibletrial.com slash spook show to uh, get your free audiobook today. So um, I'm going to slide on over to IMDb and I'm going to click on plot summaries and see what pops up. And we've got two. Uh, the one sentence one, then one a little longer. The saga of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode comes to a spine chilling climax in this final installment of this trilogy. And then the much longer one. Four years after the events of Halloween Kills, Laurie is living with her granddaughter, Allison, and is finishing writing her memoir. Michael Myers hasn't been seen since. Lori, after allowing the specter of Michael to determine and drive her reality for decades, has decided to liberate herself from fear and rage and embrace life. But when a young man, Corey Cunningham, is accused of killing a boy he was babysitting, it ignites a cascade of violence and terror that will force Lori to finally confront the evil she can't control. Once and for all. So, there we have it. So, uh, who wants to start these, these shenanigans? Well, one thing I just noticed too by when you read the name, and I, I don't know why I didn't catch this before. We we discussed a little bit about it, the correlation to Christine, but his name was Corey Cunningham, yep. like Cunningham from Christine. <laughs> <laughs> Cunningham. Yeah, I didn't even catch that up. until right now when you were reading the names off. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there's so there, many. Yeah, there's, there's so no- many damn comparisons, honestly. And, and look, I guess you could uh, model your movie after worse, right? So <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Although it doesn't, well, entire, another thing they don't entirely I, correlate, but at least you know it's another John Carpenter flick. True, it was a nod. I mean, there, there are many nods, many that I didn't even notice. One that I read about was the font styles. Let's say Halloween 2018 font style was the same font style as Halloween 78. Halloween Kills had the same font style as Halloween 2, and apparently this movie, Halloween Ends, has a, the blue font style was from Halloween 3. Season yeah. of which I didn't really catch that. As it was, you know, I, was thinking, I didn't notice it in the theater or whatever. I was thinking that when I was looking at it, I was like, man, that looks really familiar. Like, is that one of the, you know, two, three, four, one of the, you know, early yeah. movies? But yeah, that's a good. Yeah, a good I catch. did not catch that. Yeah, that's, that's a good, good catch. That's a good get. What do you I mean, where with? do you start? I mean, I, that's <laughs> like, you know, you've got the, uh, I guess he's a babysitter. That's, that's where it starts. And like, look, I, I guess we need to just approach this a little differently and just talk yeah. about it. Talk about this in the sense of like, why, why, like, well, and I'm not, I'm not completely shitting. I'm, I'm not starting out the, starting out the conversation by shitting on this movie. I'm not. What I mean is why have a trilogy that in the third movie, you're going to, uh, uh introduce an entirely new character and go almost in an entirely different direction than you have the previous two movies. Only, yeah, only to kind of wrap it up the way you did the other movies. Like this, movie, it's almost like they didn't have an idea for this movie in mind. Until I mean, yeah, until no, they, they probably had up. the idea that they were going to do three, but they didn't know what the fuck they were going to do. For this, and so they like we got to quick, quick cobble something together. But also, so and that's that's a really, really good uh, point, Smoke, because it and we alluded to it, uh, you know, previously when we talked about, you know, they talked about shooting this movie back to back with Halloween kills did, uh, did the break did, you know, did COVID have, you know, some, uh, something to do with the, the direction or, yeah. you know, the writing, was it rewritten? Was it, um, you know, what did the original script look like? If it was, if it was, uh, intended to be shot back to back was, was this, you know, part of the plan, you know, was, yeah, this- was this movie that came out now, the same movie they had when they were going to shoot it back then, yeah. back to back. Yeah. Or did they have enough time to mull it over and decide, well, you know, yeah, I, or not, <laughs> you know, I, I just like, why does, why does Michael Myers need, why does he need this, you know, a, a protege? Why does he need it? Why is it, I mean, is it because he's, you know, in his seventies and needs help? 
You know, I, I mean, I don't think, uh, and you know, this is like getting into the deeper end of the pool as far as like when you're talking about a movie is concerned, and particularly this movie. I don't think the intent was to introduce a protege as much as it was to show you that Michael Myers' evil has twisted forms. and twisted and contorted this town so bad that they made another monster, right? That's the whole point of this movie. That dude is so evil that just everything around him that he's t- touched, quote unquote, has made more evil, right? So, yeah, it's like the one scene where, uh, where Jamie Lee Curtis goes in to con- not confront, but goes into the mother of Corey. Corey, right? And she goes in the house. She's talking to her mom and whatever. And the mom's like, "Well, you, you killed your, you know, you killed Michael Myers, and now they needed to pass on that angst and stuff they had to her son because of the accidental death or quote unquote accidental. You know, the movie leads you to believe is it accidental mm-hmm. or is it not accidental? But to whatever that you know, the babysitter thing when he when he the kid died." under his care and got knocked over the stairs. So then all the townsfolk kind of put their angst onto her son as being the new boogeyman of Haddonfield. (laughs) Yeah. And then he comes and then he, he became that he he gave in. He's like, well, fuck it. If they're going to, if they're going to see me that way, let's give it to him. You know, that's, but what I mean is like, in the sense of like, why, why make this movie? It's it almost felt like a, it's a soft pilot for something else or something, because like, let's face it. The culmination of the last two movies, Halloween and Halloween Kills, they mm-hmm. really did not address until the last what fifteen minutes of this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You could have, you could have cut all that, and I'm not saying I had a big beef with it, but you could have cut all that shit out, eliminate Corey. That that didn't happen, right? Uh, not only this would this movie be fifteen twenty minutes long, but you could have just made Halloween Kills longer. The end. Yeah. Right, right. Like you could have. No. That you could make some supercut of this and take the first first two movies, re-edit them a little bit, take out some of the goofier parts, and then just slap the end of this movie on it, and you got two good movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, they kind of build this up. They, I mean, as far as, like, you know, it was it was kind of build up to to basically, you know, it, it, myself, I, don't, I, I didn't watch any trailers. So, like, what I know from Halloween Kills is um, it was set up for... Uh, for Lori and Michael to be, you know, kind of face off one one on one, it was kind of build up like a pay per view almost. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because like, remember, um, if you remember Halloween Kills when we talked about that one, they 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 went out of their way to kind of keep them apart. And remember, most of the movie she's in a hospital bed. Yeah, and I don't know if that like going back a little bit and Jamie Lee Curtis when she took the role for Halloween twenty eighteen. She said that she didn't know it was going to be a trilogy. They didn't tell her it was going to be a trilogy at the time. And they probably <laughs> they didn't tell her and to be fair, shooting it. That, oh, yeah. The second part and the third part. You know. Yeah. And to be fair to everyone involved, they probably didn't know either. I think I think I remember reading, you know, in research for this, uh, there was mm. some comment from David Gordon Green or Danny McBride that like basically like they had kind of an outline for more, but they wanted to see how that first movie went first. first and then yeah. as, as soon as it did banger. Now let's go, you know, and then oh, boom, we've got two movies, you know. Then, then maybe they needed to find a way to fit <laughs> to keep that character, Jamie Lee Curtis's character, in part two. But it's just weird that yeah, like most of the movie, like I said, she's in the hospital bed, and that whole scene is actually my weakest part of part of the second one was that hospital scene that went went on endlessly. It seemed like yeah, and, and just kind of yeah. pacing. Scene, and then that scene of that quite, guy yeah. that was the other escape mental patient, yeah, that they just chased yeah, just around for of, twenty minutes. <laughs> No. <laughs> but yeah, and, you know th- this one and i know we're kind of you know without without actually you know hitting some of the the high points and highlights we'll get to the highlights in a minute you know i think yeah, it need to be it, it's just first <laughs> it, it seemed like you know all of the main characters that we're used to in this uh you know in the prior two movies seems like every almost everybody took a back seat laurie strode ba- was basically like a bit player uh, and for Allison most, was for most of the movie. useless, you know, just about useless. Yeah, it's just, it and was even all, you know, whole, pretty much Michael the entire, Myers. He, pretty much the entire movie was Corey. Yeah, he was the and, he yeah. was the star of this movie. I mean, when how long into it was it that Michael Myers even showed up? Because I remember sitting there thinking that in the theater, like, when is Michael Myers even going to show up in his own movie in the last part of his own, you know, the last 
part of the trilogy of his own I don't remember series. how long and, it was, but it was easily, like, I, I'd venture to say at least 30 minutes in. You know, I didn't have a, stop, then, I didn't have a stopwatch or anything, but it was a while in. Yeah. I know. I, didn't, I, admit, I mean, yeah, I'm sitting there watching it, so I didn't want to kind of pull out my phone. But I literally was thinking about, I'm pulling my phone and see how long it's been, but I didn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know it's been at least half hour, at least a half hour, if not a little bit longer, before he finally showed up in full form. I mean, you know, they kind of alluded to his hole. <laughs> and that's another thing, too. What about the uh, the pipe down there? It's kind of like, like, is he down there with Pennywise now? I mean, what's going on with the, yeah, with the sewer I, pipe? Yeah, I, I don't know. And, and, and how much time has passed here, right? That Four years, I think. Yes, yeah, because that like it's kind of real time, right? So like the events of the first two movies all happened in 2018, and now yeah. now we're 2022. Here we are. So that means he's been sitting in a sewer pipe for four years. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that, that part was just kind of weird to me that the sewer pipe dwelling Michael Myers. Yeah, and he's and some people knew about him, like the like the the bomb that was there. He knew about. Well, you could wave, wave that off like if some crazy bomb came up to you and said, by the yeah. way, Michael Myers is down on that hole. You're probably not going to believe him either, you know, but. Oh, speaking of that guy, man, that, that the Corey, Corey has the worst luck because now he accidentally killed a second person. Yeah. The bomb, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> well, he hadn't, he hadn't he really. Killed two people, accidentally. And, quote, and that's quote, another thing that, that's worth bringing up that I didn't put in my notes since you mentioned that. Michael Myers, he killed one person in this entire movie. Am I wrong? Him. He killed Corey. Two. Oh, two though. He killed. No, the, he killed the uh, um, the nurse. Girl. Okay. Yeah, oh, they yeah, stabbed yeah, right when to they the had, wall when they had yeah. the little uh, spree. Okay, I forgot about yeah. her. But Corey did all the killing, other other than those two, right? Which, by the way, that was in the trailer that I that second trailer, and I'm glad I didn't see it because I've been mad. I'm like, damn, they showed a, his. He, if he only, I, I think it was only two kills, but it showed that in the trailer, him stabbing the nurse to the wall. I'm like, yeah. why are you going to show that in the trailer? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's weak. That's weak. Giving away one of the, you know, better kills. And that one mirrored the kill from 1978. Remember where he stabbed, you know, yeah. hung the person up on the floor with the butcher yeah, knife and, and, does, one. and yeah. does the little head turn deal. That's always in there. Yeah. But, um, yeah. There were some cool homage type of stuff like that. And uh, the sit up, right? Like, I know nowadays people think of the Undertaker, right? Doing the sit up. But, yeah. <laughs> but like Michael Myers originated that shit like that. He's dead. He's dead. He's down for the count. Whoop. You know, he's back up. You know, you got that. Yeah. Um, there were some cool death, you know, some kill kill scenes here. Uh, probably one of the more fucked. I mean, there's a couple of pretty fucked up ones, but one that immediately comes to mind is right at the beginning, that kid falling down. That was fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, that comes out of like, you're like, Oh, cause you know, the door, boom, he gets through the door. Then the parents are walking in like, eh, and then the kid falls right then. And it's like yeah. all within the, within like two seconds of editing. It was good editing and good, like, just like, oh, fuck moment. Like, yeah. yeah you get that, uh, Corey, like you said, accidentally kills the hobo because basically the dude attacked him. So, you know, you could forgive yeah. that one because it was kind of like self-defense. Um, yeah, yeah. But then he, you know, it clearly flips a switch for Corey. Basically, that guy, Doug, the, the cop that was dating Allison, uh, he basically sacrifices Doug to Michael, right? <laughs> that yep. whole scene was a little weird. Like he kind of gets Doug down in the sewer hole and then Michael Myers oh. attacks him. And then like, it's almost like it started as killing his, his bloodlust again. You notice that there was like a little, like, it's like Michael kind of shimmied like, blah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like it, 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 um, it, it, it fulfilled him. Yeah. It's like it, it, it gave him like, he was almost like a dusty, half dead kind of thing living yeah. in the sewer. And then he kind of sacrificed Doug to the, the God of Michael Myers. And now all of a sudden, like, blah, 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 you know, he's, he's not also like Doug was, uh, I guess, supposedly dating Allison yep. despite being like 50 fucking years old <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> like he was, a, I mean, he looked old dude. Yeah. There is a weird, uh, I, I don't know what the phrasing of it is. The age thing here is kind of weird because, you know, like I know it's four years later, but all of a sudden Allison yeah. is goes from being a, a teenager in high school to all of a sudden like a 35 year old waitress. You know, it's like her, her complete, she changed a lot. And I guess you would if these things had happened to you, right? There's some realism there, but she changed, she changed a lot in four years. Meanwhile, Lori goes from uh, Sarah Connor and Terminator or in Terminator yeah. Two, the last two movies, all of a sudden now she's baking cookies. You know? <laughs> yeah, There's it's just, like 
I mean, she was like Rambo grandma, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it like she, it's just, it's just such a stark comparison from what we're used to and, or specifically and, these two movies. Yeah. It's these, just these, uh, Halloween man. and Halloween kills. This is so different from those. This almost is so polarizing. Like you almost have to wonder, will this be one of those movies that's like kind of universally somewhat shit on right now? And then five, 10, 15, 20 years from now, people might say, well, you know what? They were trying something new there. You know, maybe you'll remember it differently is, one day. Maybe. I don't know. Like I'm not against a shift, but it's just why now? Why at the end, quote unquote, end of the, you know, this, this particular trilogy or, you know, end of the franchise, do you have to do this now? It's like, why? A, it's like a TV show that's been on the air for 10 years. And then all of a sudden in the last season, and everybody knows this is the last season, let's have a backdoor pilot for this new character that just shows up. Yeah, sort of like a spinoff. Yeah, like uh, so we can have a spinoff next yeah. year. That's what it felt like, you know, until you get to the point where like, well, no, that ain't going to happen because Corey's fucking dead. So that that's the end of that, you know. So It was like, what was or, the point of it in the first place? <laughs> so it gets back to my original point when we started this little roundtable. Why? Wow. Why? Like, really? Why? <laughs> and also, on on what planet are band nerds bullies? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, <laughs> me being a band nerd, right? You know, I was I was, I was one. Yeah. <clears throat> I was a percussionist all the way through, you know, high school. Band nerds were not the dudes that were going to start picking on random guys in the street and beating the shit out of them and tossing them off bridges. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> this this was not going to happen. I they also say, they also had a like motley crew of people in there too. Like you had the like. It was, a, it was a weird combination of one guy looked, looked like somebody from Gummo, the guy that had the acid wash. Looked, <laughs> he looked like he stepped you out remember, of Gummo or something. You remember when we watched The Return Gummo. of the Living Dead, you know, all the way back in episode, what was that, five? And I said that yeah. I said that in that episode, that group of kids that was hanging out together that would not hang have hung out together. That's what yeah, this yeah. felt like. That's it's true. like, no. here's, here's just maybe, four oh, there you go. There was that, a nod to Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, I guess maybe, maybe. But like, it's like, here's this group of people that there's no way in real life. These people are hanging out. Yeah, but here we are. I guess they. And, need, uh, I guess they needed somebody to be the assholes. I guess so. Yeah, you gotta have villains. You gotta have conflict. I get it, but. Oh. And as we mentioned, I don't know if we mentioned this off air or earlier. When we we're talking about it. That also was another correlation with Christine, the uh, the bullies and Corey. You know, like kind of like the bullies and uh, I can't remember his name, but the guy with the switchblade and the the greaser guy from uh, Christine that was giving Arnie. A, problems and stuff remember i can't remember his name in the, in the movie but yeah, yeah. that guy's kind of that crew you know how, how about the the weird addition of the uh uh the radio guy like yeah the, i was gonna say that too right off the top as soon as the universal yeah, like logo was, goes boom and you get i'm blah 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 with w and this is you know so they open it with the dj they were really pounding that that radio station and that dj hard like you know like there's going to be some payoff so whatever right Oh, I don't remember. And then, like, you're thinking, like, well, this is going to play somehow. And it did, but, like, it was weak. It was like, okay, well, he he goes in there and, and they kill him, you know? It you didn't got, make any sense. It was, like, it didn't tie into anything. No. It was just so random. <laughs> the only thing, the only good thing know. that came out of that was the kill. His kill was pretty cool. Was that probably one of the goriest kills in the movie was his. Oh, yeah. And, like, yeah. the whole... Remember his tongue that, gets cut off with the yep. scissors and then it lands on the platter of the turntable and then the turntable spinning and the needles like hit the tongue and that bouncing was, around. That was pretty fucked. That was pretty fucked. Um, you know, uh, can we talk a little bit about the, um, uh, there's no way, there's no way that that lady survived a light bulb stab to the neck. Oh, there's yeah. no way yeah. that she survived that. No. And yet there she is. Oh yeah. Her voice, you know, she can't talk. Shit, she shouldn't be breathing. <laughs> she should be dead. Yeah. How, like, how is she alive? How do you live? Well, I mean, that? I mean, obviously, you know, there's always that suspension of disbelief <sighs> factor in all movies. Well, I say that because um, Corey, his final moments, motherfucker stabbed himself in the neck with a butcher knife, right? Like a big knife. But yeah. He was still alive. Horse shit. Especially after how long he laid there. 
right? Like yeah. I might, I might can believe you stab yourself and then like maybe immediately you might, <laughs> but like 10 minutes later, nah, nah. I'm sorry. No. You, you're going to, you're going to what? You're going to wake up and go, <laughs> <laughs> but like, no, you're not going to survive that. And then of course that was just to set up Michael coming over and snapping his neck. But well, you know what? It almost, I'm, this, this is just something like us talking about it. I observed that it's probably not where they were going with it, but why does it seem like, it seems like they're making Michael from the boogeyman, the supernatural entity, into just a man, and the re- and the townsfolk are becoming the, su- the, the superhuman power. Like you said, that the woman survives that that brutal stabbing, and then the uh, and then him and all that. So it's like the, the townsfolk have these powers that Michael used to have and doesn't have anymore. I mean, that's not I don't think that's what they're going for, but this kind of you know, like the line that Jamie Lee Curtis says, "You're just a man in a Halloween mask. What are you going to do now?" You know, mm-hmm. like the. That whole I, that was another direction I didn't like where it's going because I always liked the direction of Michael Myers being you know the shape being the boogeyman being the supernatural force of Halloween or whatever and and, and yeah they kind of they twist that basically and make it be that no he's not that he's just a man in a mask I, even though he survived being shot six times you know and I think they really <laughs> take the the whole thing with Corey and you know this basically you know what ninety percent of the movie. <clears throat> I think it really takes away from the the sting or the punch of what you see at the end. It's like by the time you get there, you're just like, all right, well, fuck, just fucking end it. Who cares? You know, like <laughs> yeah. kill him, don't kill him. I, I don't care anymore. You know, like whereas at the end of the last movie, you want to see them get yeah. him. You know, they because like more. you know, like they they have tried to kill this dude forty ways from Sunday, and then right at the very end, remember. Uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Halloween Kills, you definitely should. Lori's daughter. Yeah. Right? Lori's daughter gets killed. So you're like, oh, fuck. Now she's got... You thought she had motivation before. Now. You know, like, she's yeah. going to fuck him up. And and, 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 and in the end, not, not four years have passed. She she likes to bake cookies. and. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's like she was more driven the other movie. She was more driven Absolutely. when the first Halloween 2018 came out. And then after her daughter gets killed, she's less driven to... I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess know. the it's point. Like, I guess the question is, did we really need a Halloween movie that was about you know growing as a person? You know, <laughs> did we really need this? The reason we didn't care that much by the time you get to the end of it is, like I said, because they spent most of the movie on the Corey character, and Michael Myers didn't show up until halfway into it, and he, not, I mean, and what is he? He's almost like the sidekick of Corey. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. There's uh, there's that time when um, you know Corey comes back. I guess he decides he wants to you know be Michael Myers anyway. Uh, so he comes back to the drain pipe, and him and Michael kind of have a wrestling match. And then uh, Corey steals Michael's mask, climbs the ladder. You know, yeah. I mean he doesn't climb a ladder, but we climb, you know. climb back out or whatever. Yeah, that's. I don't know. I mean, like, like I said, why? I mean, like you know, really. Honestly, like I said earlier, like I think you could have made the, with the way they told all this, this trilogy. I'm just looking at this trilogy. They could have done this in two movies. This was so unnecessary. I so I, I feel like this was not the this was not this movie that we got was not the original plan. If um, I I firmly believe that this was not the original plan. Um, if they intended on shooting this back to back with Halloween Kills. I think I think we were supposed to get a different movie. I don't think this was supposed to be it. The end, the death of Michael Myers. What did y'all think? Oh of yeah, that? not not almost like the double or triple death of Michael. Like, what did y'all think of that? I I personally, yeah, like I was saying before, it kind of ties into that. I thought it was weak in that, as I said, he's supposed to be like the boogeyman. He's he's this entity, even though they're skipping all the Halloween movies except for the first one in 1978. It still could be said in in 1978's Halloween movie, he was also sort of portrayed that way, the supernatural entity between, of Halloween. Yeah, between what happened to him 40 years ago in, the, in that original movie, and you combine yeah. that, okay, well, let's get past that for a minute. What happened to him at the, not only towards the end of the first, you know, this reboot, right, where he's caught on fire, but yeah. th- that last movie where, th- didn't they like beat the shit out of him, stab him, shoot him? They had him in the street. It was like a lynch mob. Yeah. They, yeah. They, I mean, like they killed the dude basically, but no, that didn't kill him. But Lori yeah. in the Lori in the kitchen with a knife, like the movie Clue. 
Uh, yeah, she slit his throat, right? And then she like slits his wrist down the side, whatever. Oh, and okay, I, you said, yeah, that's going to kill a person. That's going to kill yeah, a normal person. Yeah, but Michael sure. took six, six bullets in the first Halloween movie. Uh, what was it that happened in Halloween 2018? Remember, oh, the burning? He was burned up? The, I want to say he got shot and stabbed, but remember she locked him down in the basement and burned it, and mm-hmm. then he got out of that. Yeah. And then he, but the last movie, I'm telling you, they, they, they pummeled the hell out of him. And he uh, walked away yeah. from that, and that's the way it goes down? Four years later, after he's been drying... Drying up like an old mushroom in a sewer pipe. Yeah, that was a pretty weak ending for him, I think, and for her. And, you know, and then they also teased it that, and this, again, this was in the trailer, and I got like, I'm glad I didn't watch it, but it mentions like, okay, Michael, the only way we can end this, you have to kill me too then. You kill me. And so, you know, they play that through here. Like, you think that, okay, both of them are going to die or yeah. something, or, you know. How about the impromptu, then, how about the impromptu death parade? Yes. The, what, the, yeah. The, you know, like, like every. All the, the, sudden, whole yeah, the whole town just showed up. Yeah. yeah. They had him tied to the roof, and then they, they bring him down. Yeah, like, like a deer. Like Although, he, that did lead to one of the more gruesome bits of the movie when they throw him into that. Uh, it wasn't a meat grinder. It was like a tree. tree yeah, it, well, it's, a, it's a shredder. Okay, uh, whatever what that is. And, and it's, I don't. I think it's at a, um, I think it's a metal shredder. Like uh, That shit folded him up like an accordion. <laughs> and, they, and they showed you every living second of it too, you know, like that was mm-hmm. pretty, that was pretty good. Like, uh, if you're going to end this guy, that's, that's the way to do it. Let's just make mincemeat out of this motherfucker. <laughs> let's, let's finally end it. And they did, but I guess we'll see where we all land on it here with our, uh, star rating. So, uh, Donnie, I'm going to give you the pleasure of starting off. All right. Yeah. Um, well, I think, you know, our sentiments are, uh, and we're probably, uh, pretty much on the same page here uh, i would say you know one thing it's got going for it is um you know it's not halloween three season of the witch uh, because you know at least michael myers shows up <laughs> you know one major i mean there's there's so many major detractors uh for this but you know i feel like this was the wrong time to have this sort of uh character driven story now you know, I'm not against the shift at all, uh, but if they had to do it this way, uh, to me, this was the wrong wrong movie for that to take place in. Um, you know, it was built up to to be this you know one you know one on one showdown. You know, Laurie versus Michael, and we never got that. Even at the end, even at the you know, it was it was not the knockdown drag out we were anticipating and. Ultimately, it was just such a uh, such a major disappointment for me. I want to make sure I rate it correctly. Now, but do, also- do, do you want me to be fair? Do you want me to give out the ratings for? Well, you did not watch the first Halloween yet. That's on our next Spook Show Rewind. Yeah, yeah, that's next. Um, Halloween Kills we did last year. <clears throat> that was episode seventy nine. Donnie, yeah. Donnie, you gave that one three and a half stars. Smoke, you gave it. You and I both gave it three and a quarter. So. Just so that's out there to be fair. That's yeah. what we thought of. Do you, what did I give the first one, by uh, the way, before you get there? You gave that yeah. one uh, three and a quarter after the re-rating and everything. Okay. So, yeah, all that said, I was, you know, even going in cold, not even uh, watching a, a trailer, having no idea uh, what's going to happen. Um, I'm just majorly disappointed here. Um, and that reflects my rating. I'm going to give it a star and a quarter. I think this is the worst of the entire franchise. I, I, you know, it's, it's right up there, you know, with possibly H2O. This one sucked. Professor, what do you say? Yeah. I'm a lot of my sentiments going to echo Donnie's. I was pretty disappointed. Well, very disappointed with it. Uh, And more so, I don't know if anybody remembers that I I was on film find uh, with Adam discussing the first Halloween 2018 when it came out. And I believe, and then we did it afterwards. I believe that's what I yeah. believe that's how. It was. Yeah, I, I think you remember. did it like right after with Adam on uh, the film find. Um, yeah, right after it came out, and then we did it like the following January. Yeah, so it's kind of like this similar scenario where it was right after it came out. I went on with Adam and did that, and I was disappointed with that one when it came out for different. <laughs> this is a different kind of disappointment. The, the reason for that one at the time was because it had been a while, and now you got Jamie Lee Curtis coming in. You got these expectations that you want to be met. And I didn't feel like they were quite met that first time around, but I gave it another chance and I rewatched it. And then we did it on our show. I, I ranked it a little bit higher and I liked it a little bit better that second time. 
this case, in this scenario, I know that's not going to be the case. If I watch this a second time, if I ever do, I know it's not gonna it's not gonna change my scoring of it. This is a different type of disappointment. This is we've already got the taste of the new Halloween. Two movies in now, this is the third movie. I felt like there was a lot of other directions that should have gone. As we said, like Michael Myers didn't even show up in the movie that's supposed to be his ultimate conclusion until at least half hour or more. And then when he did, he was sort of a weak character anyway. I mean, Halloween Kills, at least you did have, it lived up, lived up to its uh, name. There was a lot of kills in there and by Michael Myers and some pretty gruesome ones. Uh, what the positive things, before I get to the rating, that I could say about this movie would be some, some of the, there wasn't enough kills. Michael Myers himself didn't do enough killing, you know. But the ones that were in there were, in there were fairly decent gore effects, like the, the, the disc jockey who's, you know, ends up ultimately getting his tongue cut off, as we mentioned, and then the Michael Myers' death himself, getting crushed. I mean, he had his throat slit, and you got the blood splatter and all that. Well, I'll get into all this when we get to the gore school. But at any rate, some of the gore was decent, right? Uh, I, I disagree a little bit with Donnie and the H2O thing. I, I think H2O wasn't the worst for me of the series. Or, or you know, for me, it was uh, the Buster Rhymes one. What was that? Halloween Resurrection, I think, where it was like a reality show. <laughs> and Buster Rhymes was in it. That, that, that one, that was pretty bad. That was pretty damn bad. Now... I haven't seen that one in a while, but I would rather watch that one than rewatch this one right now. But now it might still rank as my worst after doing that, because I haven't seen that movie but once. And it was when it came out in the theater. But this one's probably not going to be much better than that one to me. That being said, it's probably the second worst of the franchise behind the Resurrection one, unless I watch Resurrection and actually like it a little bit more. <laughs> so I think I'm going to have to go with uh, and, it, and it just may get re may get re ranked. I'll probably go. I think I'm going to echo Donnie's with one and a quarter. I just. I pretty much hate this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and that's the quote that they're going to put on the back of the Blu-ray when it comes out. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I pretty much yeah. Hate whenever this fucking whenever movie. I did the trailer for this, when you when you asked me about oh, you know, could you you know crank out a trailer for this? I'm like, yeah, I could do that. I, I was tempted to like tack on that first part I did to it, and then right after that, come back to me on camera saying I fucking hated this fucking movie, <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then fade to black. I, was I didn't do that. Gonna, no, I, I was thinking he was just going to put a clip of uh, like you taking you, you farting for like a solid thirty <laughs> seconds. There you go. <laughs> oh boy, um, I don't think I hated this movie quite as much as you guys did. That being said, I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it again anytime soon. You know, I'm sure there'll be some reason or another, or I'll plug it back in. You know, maybe when you kind of get the taste out of your mouth six months from now, you know, you you'll sit down and watch it again. Maybe so. For now, I'm going to say two stars. I'm going to I'm going to stay there cuz that I think that will give me some wiggle room to go up or down when we re-rate it next year cuz I got a feeling this is one that's going to be re-rated up or down. Um give when you give it some time to breathe. I was definitely disappointed by it. I don't think there was any particular reason to go the path that they went like we've talked about for the last hour or so. So yeah, I guess really the takeaway here is um none of us necessarily loved it. Or didn't love it at all. Smoke even said he hated it. Um, <laughs> I think there are some redeeming qualities there, but really it was unnecessary. And when, really, when I guess when the rubber meets the road and you come down to it, like, well, was this necessary or not? And you say no, you know, <laughs> there you go. You know, like, I, I don't know what to say about that. It didn't need to happen. It didn't need to happen this way, I should say. They they kind of built it up into something that it was not, and and that's from somebody that only watched like one trailer, you know, like and didn't watch anything else. Yeah, was, we were sold a bill of goods. I was expecting something different, and then we got this. So yeah. disappointed, disappointed for sure. But for now, we'll leave it right there. Now with our our three scores, and this I did, I didn't get Will's score when I talked to him earlier, but we're gonna leave it at one and a half right now. That's where we have it consensus score. And uh, we'll get Will's thoughts on it soon soon enough, and we'll see where it lands. But I, I got a sneak of suspicion he's probably not going to be that much different from us on this one. Um, but so there you go. Um, but before we completely move on from Halloween ends, Michael Myers isn't dead quite yet. We haven't put him in the meat <laughs> grinder just yet. We have a few more things to clean up. Connections. Connections from the crypt. <laughs> All right. All right. So, um, yeah, if you're uh, new to the show, welcome. 
that should be, you know, um, sorry you had to come in on this episode, but, uh, um, but no. Um, so what we do with the uh, with the uh, Crit Connections is we tie the current movie uh, with uh, previous uh, episodes of the Spook Show, uh, either be the cast or crew. Actually, we do both. Um, and for this one, you know, no surprise here. Jamie Lee Curtis uh, connects back to uh, Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills. And um, on the on the crew side, the one that um, I mean, yeah, we we did talk about uh, David Gordon Green. Obviously, he connects to those. Um, but there's a uh, producer that connects to more Spook Show episodes. Um and it's Jason Blum, uh, Halloween 2018, The Green Inferno, Crawlers, and <laughs> Halloween Kills. So, uh, so yeah, oh, those, worms its way back in. <laughs> yeah, just worming its way back well, in. I think yeah. we're starting to see a little um, bit of a common denominator here with the Blumhouse, Jason Blum stuff here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> not all, not all of it. I'm just saying. Yeah. Just yeah. Saying. It's just uh, it's there. you know. All right, so uh, we do not have Will here for the kill count proper, but he did leave me some notes uh, to take a look at for that. And I'm not going to run down like the kill for kill thing that he normally does, but he came up with a number of 18 on the kill count, uh, which seems about right. Like it's definitely lower than uh, Halloween kills like smoke, like you alluded to. Uh, earlier, but mm. there, there are some uh, uh, scenes of gore, so I guess we'll dip into that. Gore score. So yeah, as we talked about, uh, there's there's some gore in here, but not as the, the, both the kill count and the gore quotient is going to be a little bit lower because, well, you had more kills in Halloween Kills. It's in the name, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so more kills, more gore because of all the different ways he used to dispatch people in that movie. And, uh, and even the first Halloween, I think there's a little bit more gore than this one, but this one did have its moments. At least, uh, we've already talked about the radio DJ's tongue getting sliced off. And the first kill in the movie of the, the, the baby of Corey, when he's babysitting the, the kid and then, and, you know, that death was terrible. Uh, then you had, uh, what was it? You had some kills with the, you had the bum. Yeah, he, he gets stabbed in the stomach. It's one of those one of those typical things of that. Like you don't know who gets stabbed, or you assume you know it's the bum. But it's kind of one of those things where somebody gets stabbed, and you're like, oh shit, who got stabbed? And he pulls back, and he's Corey's got the bloody hand and the knife in it, or whatever. Not too typical, not too well, gory or whatever. That was another one of the kills. And then uh, you had the was the guy he lured down there, like the sacrifice, as you said, when he uh, duh, stabbed duh. him in the chest duh, times, right? Oh, duh, yeah. And, Oh, and Michael got his powers, his got his power back, I guess, or whatever, <laughs> whatever that scene was supposed to entail there. And then you had the uh, the uh, what was the kill with the what was she a nurse or the one that he stabs up against the wall, yeah. like the, you know the mirror kill from the first movie. Not overly gory, but cool because you know it's it's an homage to the first one, and he and she's standing there stabbed into the wall basically with her feet dangling. Then you have you have Michael's kill, of course. You had the guy's throat slit, so you had blood splatter, and you have he had his wrist slashed vertically with blood gushing out of that. And uh, then his ultimate demise in the uh, the grinder there, the shredder. And that was pretty damn gory. So so yeah, it's got its moments. It's, it doesn't live up to as much gore as was in the prior one. So uh, and I gave the prior one an eight, I believe it was. So uh, I'll drop it down to. I'll go down to a seven on this one because the, the gore that's there is pretty graphic. It's got some, it's got some decent moments. It's just not as much of it. Um, yeah, I guess, you know, like I said, we'll get Will's thoughts and everything, you know, his, his, uh, his official, uh, star rating and all that stuff, you know, first chance we get, but all we're upward to bigger, cooler things because next week we are going to have, uh, uh, for lack of a better way of phrasing it, an amalgamation, a super crossover episode with the guys over on the hero movie podcast. Now we've had Adam Portress on before, uh, mm. back in, uh, episode 119, summer camp, 2015. He was a guest on that episode with, uh, you and, uh, it was me and you, right, Donnie with him on that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. Um, so that was fairly recent, but we're bringing him back and he's bringing his two guys, Bruce and Sean over from the hero movie podcast. And we're kind of, 
having a, a super episode and that we let them pick the movie and they chose Dr. Giggles from 1992. Now I will lift the curtain back on this one and say that we have already recorded it and it is already out there. If you want to go find the hero movie podcast, their episode came out today. It's the episode that we did with them. So to be fair, it's more of like their episode and we are on it kind of thing, but it is a, a, a mismatch or, a, or not a mismatch, but a, a mishmash <laughs> yeah. of yeah. our stuff with their stuff. So you really are truly getting some Frankenstein type of episode out of this one. Uh, <laughs> you get the spook show flair, the hero movie podcast way. So uh, if you, if you want to be a little impatient, go on over to find the hero movie podcast and you can listen to it right now. Or if you want to be patient and wait, we will release that next Monday right here on our podcast feed. So that will be episode 131 next Monday at 6 PM East, wherever you get your uh, podcast. I'll read the synopsis for Dr. Giggles. A madman who believes he's a doctor comes to the town where his crazy father was killed and soon begins murdering people and becoming infatuated when the teenage girl who has a heart condition. So that's as nice as we can put it. So it's a lot of fun to be had there. Like I said, go check out the Hero Movie Podcast. Those dudes are always cool. Good friends. We've known, uh, I've known Adam for a long time. We go way back. So uh, good friends of the Spook Show. We encourage you to go check them out and check out their archives too. They've got way more episodes than we do. They got like 300 and something, 400 episodes of the Hero Movie Podcast. So tons over there. But like, you know, like I said, if you don't want to wait, it's available now over there. Or if you want to wait for it here on our podcast feed, it'll be out next Monday. So can't wait for Dr. Giggles. But beyond that, We've got the week after that, so this will be on Halloween Day, episode 132, the fourth anniversary, Halloween Spectacular 2022 will finally be upon us. So lots coming up, and of course, we're going to start our quote-unquote new year after that off with a huge bang. Episode 133, the first one in November, Dawn of the Dead. I mean, it, it really doesn't, oh, yeah. it doesn't really get any bigger than that, does it? I mean, like we're starting it off with arguably probably one of all of our favorite Halloween movies. So, or not Halloween horror movies, period. Um, and bonus it's in the theaters too. So people out there may be able to go check it out in the theater. If it's, uh, if you're in the area where it's playing at. Yeah. Heads up on that. Uh, they're going to be releasing it like a remastered version of it in 3d only, uh, for four days over Halloween weekend. So, uh, you still awesome. got time to go find your tickets, you know, wherever you can, like, like smoke said, wherever you can get, a uh, have a chance to check that out. Um, that'll hopefully if everything goes well, that'll kind of be the version that we're going to be watching for this. If at all times out correctly, we can all get on the same schedule thing. Right. Um, we're hoping to all go check out that 3d remaster and then, you know, come November 7th, talk about that one. But either way, Dawn of the dead, pure classic can't get much bigger than that. So we're looking forward to that. So, Lots of uh, cool stuff uh, to end out the month of October and lots of cool stuff planned for November, so you don't want to miss a thing. So uh, for Will, who's on assignment, Donnie, Professor Smoke, I'm Josh. We are the All-American Spook Show Podcast, and we'll talk to you next week. Please replace the speaker on its rack when you're ready to leave. Failure to do so will damage both the speaker and your car. We'll be grateful, and so will the patrons who follow you.